0: Every time, Amen. Uh, we're gonna go into the Word of the Lord. Uh, we're gonna go to John chapter two, verse thirteen. John chapter two, verse thirteen. Amen. And it says. And the Jews' Passover was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem, and found in the temple those that sold oxen and sheep and doves, and the changers of money sitting. And when he had made a scourge of small cords, he drove them all out of the temple, and the sheep and the oxen, and poured out the changers' money, and overthrew the tables." God's not always happy with us, amen. There are moments that uh, he does get angry with us, but only absolute love can get absolute angry. He does not get angry to condemn us, he gets angry to correct us, amen. We got to pray for conviction. Verse 16 and said unto them that sold doves, These take these things hence. Make not my father's house an house of merchandise. And his disciples remembered that it was written, The zeal of thine house hath eaten me up. Then answered the Jews and said unto him, What sign showest thou unto us, seeing that thou doest these things? Jesus answered and said unto them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Then said the Jews, Forty and six years was, the te- was this temple in building, and wilt thou rear it up in only three days? But he spake of the temple of his body. Oh, hallelujah. When therefore he was risen from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this unto them, and they believed the scriptures and the word of Je- which Jesus had said. Oh, Lord Jesus, thank you for this wonderful day, God. I can't say it enough. Oh, so many years ago, I was baptized in your blood, Lord. I was baptized in the name of Jesus. Oh, but here today, Lord, I pray that this word goes out, oh, and 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 pricks someone's heart, God, to move them, uh, to give them conviction, God, to move them out of their comfort zone and go towards your marvelous light, Lord. Oh, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Jesus hasn't always been happy with his people. Even all the way in the days of Moses, they began to doubt his power. And because of the voices of 11 people, an entire nation, millions and thousands of people uh, were destroyed. Not by the work of an enemy's hand, but by the words that they said themselves. The doubt that they had in Jesus caused them to never see a promise that they were promised. They were given a death sentence of wandering in the desert for 40 years years but Jesus always had a plan God always has a plan Isaiah put it as as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts there is nothing that you think of that God has not already thought of If you are in a situation that it seems impossible, that seems like you're trapped, whether it be financial, whether it be sickness, whether it may be uh, relationships in your life, if you feel trapped, God always has the way out, amen? And from the beginning of time, Adam and Eve cut off our relationship with God. And because of that, we needed our plan. We'll go to, to John chapter 3, verse 1, and it says, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do the miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Nicodemus comes up to Jesus and uh, He beats around the bush. He knows what he wants to say, but he wants to seem confident. Nicodemus, his name means conquer. He was a strong man. He was a ruler of the Jews, and he was very confident in the ways that he walked. But when he comes up to Jesus, he tries to seem like he knows everything. He tries to seem like his revelation is the right revelation. He tries to seem that uh, Jesus can't teach him anything. But Jesus answers not even regarding what he just said. He just goes straight into the truth and says, Verily, verily, or truly, truly, I say unto thee, except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He wanted Nicodemus to know, let's stop the small talk. Let's stop just beating around the bush. Let's stop just pretending like we don't want to talk about what we need to talk about. And he says, you cannot enter the kingdom without being born again. And Nicodemus, confused, says, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born Now he's just confused. Now he's just trying to be smart with Jesus and uh, figure out what Jesus is going about. And Jesus answered, verily, verily, truly, truly, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. When there are some things that you want to focus on in life, you have to make sure that you do not make that your idol. We have the situations of, uh, of finances. We have the situations of sickness. We have the situations of relationships. But we cannot put those ahead of God. We cannot focus on those so much, so much that we lose the sight of who God is and what he wants us to do. He tells Nicodemus, you have to be born again of the water and of the spirit. Because if you stay in the flesh, you can't enter into the kingdom of God. When you stay in the things of this world, when you stay uh, um, uh, entertaining yourself with the things of this world that, uh, that are entertaining, the devil knows what he's doing. The devil knows how to work. He's been doing this for a quite long time. And, uh, but we have to focus on Jesus. We have to focus on Jesus. He said, just right before, in three days, I will raise up this temple. He had the plan. And now this man comes to him figuring out what is that plan. Why would such a man come up and say these such things? But what I really want to focus on is not Nicodemus' point of view, but John's point of view. Because no other gospel has this story. Nobody writes about Nicodemus in the time he comes at night. So either one of two things happened. Either Nicodemus or Jesus tells John, or John was sneaking around with Jesus at the same time. We know that John loved Jesus and wanted to know more and more about him. We know that uh, he was looking for that revelation. He was looking for the truth. He was looking for the answer. Let me tell you, if you don't look for the answer, you're not going to get the answer. If you don't look for the answer, if you don't look for Jesus, you won't find Jesus. If you think Jesus is just going to fall in your lap... It's not going to happen. I know some of you just might have come on, on an Easter Sunday morning just wondering, is this just going to be another day? Is this just going to be another, another Easter that I uh, uh, visit a church and, and, and I uh, uh, just go through this tradition? But I urge you, don't make it a tradition. Make it a lifestyle. Now, you might be saying, well, a lifestyle and tradition is the same thing. It's a repetition of things. It's a repetition of actions that you do. But for a tradition, you do not do a tradition looking forward to change every day. A tradition, you are fine with staying where you are, when you are, and not growing one bit. But a lifestyle, you, re- you repeat every action. You continue to pray. You continue to read. But it's not something that you're just trying to do to keep up with the status quo. You are doing this to grow in a relationship with God. And that is his deepest desire, to worship him in spirit and in truth. Because without worship, there is no relationship. I am not married, but I do know there's a certain amount of things you have to say in a relationship to keep both sides happy. There's a certain level of language that has to be said uh, in order to uh, keep one side happy and in both cases, both sides happy. And the same thing is with Jesus. Jesus wants to talk to us, but you can never know his voice unless you read the Bible. And he wants you to talk to him But he wants a deeper conversation, a conversation that he knows you want to have. Romans 8 says, the the spirit intercedeth for us. We don't know what we need. We may think we need finances. We may think we just need material things, but God knows the deeper desires of our heart. He wants to give us the desires of our heart. And it happens whenever you are baptized with the Holy Ghost and you get that love language that Jesus cannot mistake, that nobody else can understand, but God knows exactly what you're praying for. It's that love language. And, and uh, Nicodemus and Jesus are the only two here at night, but I feel like John must have been there too. John was looking for the answer. John was looking for that revelation. Hmm. John was looking for the relationship. In John chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made in him was life and the life was the light of man and the light shineth in the darkness and the darkness comprehended it not John here is giving giving us a sneak peek back to what Moses saw see in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. See, but in the, the Greek word for word right here in verse 1 of, of John chapter 1 is Logos. And uh, there are many definitions of this Greek word, but I found that one of them was created in 600 BC. And it says, the divine plan for an ever changing universe. The divine plan for an ever changing universe. So if we read chapter one with that definition, it says, in the beginning, was the divine plan for an ever-changing universe. And the divine plan was with God, and the divine plan was God. And so John knew the plan. He knew something that Moses never knew, because Moses never had to know it. It wasn't for that time. It wasn't for that place. And so when Moses is seeing the earth at the beginning, he is seeing a ball of rock covered by water, submerged in water, or can I say baptized in water. And the water is covering the earth, and then it says, and the Spirit of God moved on top or upon the face of the waters. So in the beginning, there was the plan, the divine plan, which was earth, submerged in water, and then covered by the spirit. See John knew something that Moses didn't. John saw something that Moses did not. He saw that it wasn't just the beginning of creation. It was the plan for that changing universe. God always has a plan. He never goes into anything without a plan. His ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts higher than our thoughts. And so when John sees us, he says that divine plan was God. That divine plan was in the beginning with God. That divine plan was there at the beginning. And so we see from the beginning that us, earth, dust of the earth, Have to be baptized in water, covered by the Spirit. So there's the two baptisms. But then here's the debate that uh, most people have do you need the evidence of speaking in tongues? Well, if the divine plan was at the beginning, what happens? Moses did not see the Spirit of God because he is a spirit. But he knew the spirit was there because it said, let there be light. If God had never spoken, Moses would have never known that the spirit was there covering the water. But because there was a voice that came out from the spirit, uh, Moses knew that the spirit was there. And John knows that there is only evidence of speaking in tongues whenever it comes to the holy ghost so whenever we have to come and build a relationship with god and we want that love language and we want to to make sure we're in the right place at the right time we have to open ourselves up to the holy ghost jesus died and rose again and we have to die daily We have to bury our flesh daily, not literally, but we have to bury our desires. We have to bury our wants. We have to bury our anger. We have to bury our hatred. We have to bury our pride. We have to bury our lust. And we have to bury it with the intent that now God, you can take over. God, you always had the plan at the beginning. You were always the plan at the beginning. You had the spirit, the water, and when you spoke and there was light, we need that revelation, God. We need to have that relationship where God can come and see into our hearts. I think nowadays, uh, uh, with, with a lot of, of cancel culture and, and uh, trying to be politically correct, it has brought quite a bit of fear to some people. It has brought fear to people because we don't know what's the next thing that they're gonna change. What's the next law that they're gonna try to mess with? And this is not a political statement, I'm just saying the world in general wants to change the Bible. They want to change the lifestyle. They want us to conform to them and not be transformed. They want us to change to the way they think and the things that they say. But whenever we say we think and we say these things, they want to change what we say and we think. They don't want the free speech anymore. They want to correct us. They want to put us in our place. They want to put us aside. They want to destroy the foundation that God built this word on. But we cannot let up. Amen. We cannot let up on the truth. We cannot let up on the desire that God wants a relationship with us. We have to continue to push. We have to continue to fight because God wants us, God does not want to condemn us. He wants to love us. John saw that plan at the beginning. He understood what God was trying to do. He understood what God needed to do. And then verse 14 says... And the word was made flesh. That plan that was there at the beginning, that plan that we so ever need desperately was now flesh. That plan now started. It was always the plan. And it says, and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father. It's the only way. Jesus is the only way, the only truth, and the only life. And without him, we cannot see the Father. We cannot go into the kingdom of heaven because Jesus is the way. He is the only begotten. He's the only plan that's coming. There's never going to be another plan. There's never going to be another solution. There's not going to be another revelation that we can say we can go this way to heaven. We can go that way, and we can choose this way. No, there's only one way, and it's through Jesus Christ. And today we, we celebrate the day that he rose from the grave. Never to be dead again. Never to be buried in a tomb. To be omnipresent, omnipotent, and omniscient. To be the God that knows everything. To be, to be the God that knows everything, every plan, and every situation. That knows everything. Everything. But then he gives a sermon and he says, They're going to prophesy in my name. They're going to do wonders and miracles in my name. They're going to call on my name. But when it comes down to it, I'm going to tell them I never knew you. Jesus died. Not just to say we can do whatever we want. He didn't die just so we can get a free pass to heaven. A lot of people think as long as you just believe, you've got to start with belief. But that belief has to be a seed that grows into something that you did not have before, something that nobody has at birth. Nobody has by just walking around. It grows into a relationship where you are baptized in his name, you are buried with him, and you raise with him in Jesus Christ. And you get the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in another tongue. John wanted it. And he got it he wanted that revelation and he got it if you have been struggling with getting your own revelation see because everybody has to live outside of someone's shadow at some point I grew up in my father's shadow I grew up looking up to my brother and my sister and seeing how they dealt with situations. I saw how they avoided certain things. I saw how they may have fallen in others, and I saw how my dad dealt with them correctly. I did not make the decision to truly serve Jesus until I was all alone. Because when you're all alone, that's when you gotta make the decision. If you try to keep on just piggybacking off of the great saints, the great prayer warriors. Oh, brother, I'm having this situation. Can you pray for me? But then you don't pray for yourself. When you ask for the solution of something and pastor says, I will pray with you, he wants to pray with you, not just for you. Because the chances are, if you're not praying for the situation, God's not going to give you what you want. He's going to give you what you deserve. Amen? And so today people have pressed out all around the world, all around the U.S. to go to church on an Easter morning, hoping to get something that they need. Hoping to get something that... They've never had before, because although they may want Jesus, they don't know how. Jesus wants a relationship with everybody, but everyone has to press. Everyone has to make their first move. It says, "If I, if you, if you draw nigh unto me, I will draw nigh." unto you if you don't make the first move Jesus isn't going to move either if you don't make the first move of a deep desire to go toward God God's not going to move toward you if you continue to hide behind the shadows of your pastor youth pastor of pastor's wife or the prayer warriors in this church if you continue to hide You'll never be ready for your own fight. If you continue to move away from the call that God has on your life and you continue to just help others and not move towards that call, you'll never make it. God said they're going to do plenty of things in my name. They're going to know who I am. They're going to know what I'm about. They're going to know what makes me happy. They're going to know how to call down fire from heaven. They're going to know how to do all these great things, but when it comes down to it, I won't know them. That it has to be the most important subject whenever you read this Bible. Because this Bible is just a way to know God. And if you don't read this with the intent of knowing God, he's not gonna know you either. John strove. He made an effort to go and find out what is Jesus saying to Nicodemus? He made an effort to see What is this true way? And God said, you have to be born of the water and of the spirit. And if you don't, you can't see the kingdom of heaven. If you don't, you'll never make an advancement to my kingdom. We'll never have the relationship that you want. You'll never have the desires that you've always wanted. Because the desire has to start with Jesus. If you just want his power, he's going to give you power, but you won't have the relationship. You'll be able to cast out devils. You'll be able to to heal the sick. You'll be able to do uh, God's work. But you won't have that relationship. The divine plan was in the beginning. And the divine plan was with God And the divine plan was God. That divine plan was made flesh. And on a day we call Good Friday, that flesh was slain. The spotless lamb, the only one that can take away the sins. can find other ways to fill those empty spots in your heart it took me a while to to understand that the emptiness was not being filled by the things that I was doing it wasn't being filled with the desires of my flesh because the desires of your flesh will only bring more desires The desire of your flesh will only make you hungrier and thirstier because this world, when it comes down to it, cannot fill that emptiness in your heart because your soul longs for Jesus. He breathed the breath of life, and it went into us, and our soul reaches every day to Jesus. And if you continue just to chase the things of this world, all you're doing is running away from that call that you have deep within you. There are people today that don't understand who Jesus is. They don't understand what he truly wanted. Jesus wanted a relationship. Jesus wanted to grow together. Jesus wanted to live together. Jesus is alive forevermore. He's never going back into that grave. He's never going to die. He's never going to have to shed blood. He has been glorified, and we're just waiting for that great day where he's going to come back because there is no other divine plan. He is the only begotten son. He is the only plan. He is the way, the truth, and the life. You may stand. Truly, truly, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit. John had this revelation. But then later on, Peter has a revelation too. And says, this is that that was spoken by the prophet Joel. That I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. He's going to pour it out. He's going to make it available to each and every one of you. But just because something is available does not mean you automatically have it. Just because there's a lot of things for sale in the store does not mean all those things are yours. There's a sacrifice that Jesus had to pay, and now there's a sacrifice that we have to pay. And it is in dying daily to our fleshly desires and living up to the thing that God wants the most, a relationship with Him. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. The way, the truth, and the life, no one's going to see the Father without Him. knowing God, the God that knows everything, that plans ahead for everything says I never knew that soul that never looked for me. They heard about me they thought my power was awesome, they used my power they called on my name but they never knew me and I never knew them at the beginning I said worship is the key to worship in spirit and in truth Hallelujah. and the way you start worship is not automatically by having a relationship because a relationship builds over time you have to trust each other you can't just go into a relationship without trust you have to go in with trust you have to go in with the intent to build the trust all God wants is a repentive heart to turn away from the things of this world to be transformed to be a separate generation God a, tro- a chosen generation Ch- chosen generation there are plenty here that have made the decision there's plenty here who are scared to make the decision there's plenty of here that have never heard about this decision important thing is, it is an option now. If you've already made the decision, you got to keep on dying daily. I talked to a man not so, so long ago, and he said, brother, I wasn't going to come to church. But the trouble you went through, he was talking to me, the trouble you went through today pushed me to the house of God. You never know when God wants you to be somewhere. You never know his plan, but God's plan is the best plan. That divine plan he had at the beginning to be baptized in water, to be submerged, and to be covered by his spirit right. was always the plan. This altar is for anyone that has had the plan wants the plan, and wants a relationship with God so that it never happens that God says, I never knew him. Oh, hallelujah.